A car tire named Robert rolls through the desert southwest using its strange psychic powers to blow up birds, bunnies, human beings, and more. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here we review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week we bring you a review of the movie Rubber from the year 2010. So, uh, so let's just jump right into this shit here and talk about the technical difficulties here. The top three and bottom three of this movie. What would you like to start with, Paul? I'll start with the top three. Alright, why don't you go ahead and start, because I just don't fucking care. Alright, for number three I'm going to have to go with, I, I typically tend to enjoy movies that are really self-aware. It was obvious that the audience, the ones with the binoculars watching the events and talking and giving commentary were supposed to be the audience and they're commenting basically how ridiculous the movie is and at one point the um the people in the movie the cop they actually kind of like get bored of what's going on and they're like aware that what's going on is a movie and they but they can't stop filming it as long as there's an audience as long as there's an audience member it was really kind of weird but i kind of like the self-awareness of it i just typically kind of like movies that are kind of clever like that but number two i'm gonna have to go with i honestly sympathized with robert's plight he was this this tire rolling around trying to not knowing why he was the only seemingly the only tire in existence that was self-aware it was um, sentient yeah sentient that's the word um and he was just trying to find meaning in the basically a meaningless kind of existence and i i I sympathized with him i I liked robert He, he had no reason for being as did nothing else. As they state in the beginning, there was no reason. And for number one, I'm going to have to go with just... I kind of appreciate the mo- the fact that this movie at least tried to do something unique. I, I just got to give it give it credit for that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it didn't work at all, but, you know, good for them for trying. And I'm glad that this movie wasn't, like, up your ass with, like, you know commentary and shit like that. I mean, that that's kind of a nice thing. Too many movies are like, oh, well, this is a commentary on blah, blah, blah. It's like, this movie is just ridiculous. I, I, wish, this had, like, I wish this movie was filled with, like, commentary of the fucking old men in the back of the Muppets theater. That would be cool. That'd be fucking awesome. But, like, you knew this movie didn't have a deep meaning, and that's, like, kind of nice. Like, I, I'm tired of, like, experimental films and art films being like, well, this is symbolic of Lerp Dare. Like, I don't... Number three. This movie is only 82 minutes long. I mean, uh, it could be longer. It also it, it also could be shorter. I'm not I'm not gonna lie there. Um, 82 minutes did seem a little long for this movie, but fucking I'll take 82 minutes over fucking 152. Number two, the movie does have some funny moments like uh, the the tire is horny. It's like going after this kind of cute, hot. French girl and fucking watching workout videos on the TV and shit. And number one is the fact that the the protagonist of the movie is a tire, and the tire is the killer. It it is kind of original. I mean, I have seen rubber things killing people before, like in fucking Killer Condom. The rubber that rubs you out. You know, it was nice to see the tire and to follow the tire uh, through its seeming life, seemingly lifespan. It had it had mildly entertaining possibilities, and uh, it's fuck it, the tire, that's it, whatever. Bottom three, what kind of shit can we dig out of this movie as the worst of the worst? Because there was a lot of it. 
Yeah, for number three, this movie, I felt like it was confused about its own premise. Like, in the beginning, they state that this movie is supposed to be, like, an homage to no reason, but, like, then they kind of sort of have a plot, and they're not sure, like, is this reality? It's only reality if somebody's watching, so is it, like, you know, Berkeley's whole, if a tree falls in the woods and doesn't make a sound kind of thing, like... I wasn't sure if they were trying to have something or not, and I, I don't know, like, that, that kind of bugged me. For number two, the whole, like, thing with the spectators after a while seemed kind of pointless. I, it could have just been about a top, like, I liked the whole, the whole thing with them commenting on what was going on, it's like, they were the audience, and, but it, it seemed kind of weird, and then him, then they tried to kill it to end the movie, that seemed kind of just out of, out of nowhere, and I, I didn't really like it at all. And for number one, I'm going to have to go with... This movie was either a joke or completely up its own ass. It's just... It's about a fucking tire rolling around and just doing shit. Like, it, it, I, it was it a joke or was it legit? I, I have no fucking clue. Number three for me, this movie has a mantra. It has a theme. And the theme of this movie is... It happens for no reason. The fucking, the, the opening of this movie, they fucking drive a car down and knock a bunch of chairs over, and this cop climbs out of the trunk, and he gets out, and he gives this big speech, which I guess is supposed to be some kind of inspirational shit. In this movie, by this famous director, in E.T., Steven Spielberg's E.T., why is the alien brown? No reason. Why is the pianist this dirty-looking motherfucker? Well, because Harvey Keitel kind of looks like a dirty-looking motherfucker. But, you know, in the mo in, in Rubber, they say, no reason. It was real weird to you say, know? like, confuse reason with, like, meaning. Where it's like everything had a re has a reason, has a function, I'm sure. But, like, it doesn't really have a deeper meaning. And I, I don't know, that annoyed me. They didn't clarify the difference. So they establish in this movie very early on that, you know, if you question anything in this movie... Just remember, there's no reason for it. We just felt like doing it because we're not, you know, intelligent enough to create any kind of reason for this happening. We don't want to come up with a backstory. We don't want to, you know, come up with a conclusion. We don't want to come up with a coherent plot line. Why? No reason. No, because you're a fucking idiot trying to make a goddamn movie. Number two. The people watching the movie, the the audience, the the self awareness that this movie has, in that, it's just fucking stupid and it's annoying. Most of the characters in that section of the movie, just they have no bearing on the movie. There's no reason for them to be there. They don't advance the plot line. There's they are there to take up time to extend this movie, which even at 82 minutes is too fucking long. That was the point of it. They weren't part of the movie. They were observing it. That that, that you can't say it had it didn't advance it. That was the whole point of it. The whole point of it was to take up extra screen time. Let's no. not let's not lie Okay, about I'm going to disagree with you on that one. The whole point of them being there was to comment comment on it to like point out the obscurity of it of it and everything. And the fact that it was being observed as a movie, therefore it had to keep being that way. I mean, I thought it was stupid that I had to kill them or for it to end, but, like, I, I disagree with you on that one. And that, too. You know, they kill them off. Why? Okay, 
no reason. Well, yeah, they had to end but, the movie somehow because apparently people couldn't just stop observing. It was very strange. But I just I, I found it so annoying and beside the point, and, and I feel like it, de- it it detracted from the movie, and that's why that's in my bottom three. Um, and then number one, like you said, this movie is so full of itself. From the opening speech to the end where, you know, spoiler alert, in case we haven't spoiled enough of the fucking piece of shit this movie is for you. The tire shows up in front of the sign for Hollywood as if this movie is making a statement that it's going to take on Hollywood and that it has a chance of winning because, you know, fucking pretentious fuck nut cocksucker motherfucking. Yeah, this movie fucking sucks. And it thinks that its shit don't stank. And that is, you know, my top and bottom three of this movie. Okay, so I think we have a few disagreements of it. Neither of us were fans of it, but I think um, you definitely hated it a lot more than I did. You haven't sat through this movie twice. I, I didn't need to sit through I sat through, through this entire movie twice. Well, that once, was your fault. <laughs> once years ago, probably about six years now, this movie came out six years ago. That was your decision. Um, I can't be responsible for your bad decisions. So, yeah, um, you know, at this point in our show, we normally get into a nice little edition of Quote Wars! Quote Wars. So, uh, Paul's going to have some kind of talking quotes, and uh, I'm just going to imitate the tire using its psychokinetic powers to fucking blow up the heads of whoever he's fucking quoting. Why do some people like sausages and some don't? No fucking reason. I wonder if if the tire is going to get laid. She'll probably give him a blowjob. Oh god. The kid was right. The killer is a tire. Wait, it's not the end. He re- he was reincarnated as a tricycle. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. Um, if you would like to tell us who won this episode's Quote War, please uh, tweet us at bmoviebros. That's all one word. Find us on Facebook at b-movie, space B-R-O-S, bmoviebros. Tell us who had the best quote, who won this Quote War. If you've seen the movie Rubber for some ungodforsaken reason, tell us what you think about it. What's your favorite quote? Did it have any quotable moments? So uh, let's get into our final take here. Let's give this a score on our shot scale. Of course, remember, our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Um, on the shot scale, Paul, just a number score. What are you going to say? I'm going to give this a uh, 5 out of 10. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this a 9 out of 10 on our shot scale. Um, why don't you tell us why, and then I'll explain my reasoning today. Rover was an experimental film in which there was no reason for anything. It was an interesting idea, and was, it's kind of nice to get away from the normal kind of pretentious art films where everything has meaning and it's symbolic. But this movie was completely pointless, and at about 92 minutes, it felt like it was forever. For such a weird movie, it's amazingly unthought-provoking. At least I can say that I'll remember it at least a week from now, but it really left very little impression. 
on me. I can just kind of say like, yeah, I saw it and it was weird. Like, I won't be saying much about it because, yeah, it's about a fucking tire. I kind of think this movie is, uh, is either a complete joke or is making fun of um, just art films in general. Like, I can barely believe that it was really an honest try. And that would probably make it a lot better. If this movie had been a 10 minute long, long short, it would have... I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but at 82 minutes, just come on. So normally I have kind of like how Paul talked. If you've listened before, you know, I give a little like description of why in a narrative form I give my score. Today it's a little different. What I did, I came up with a list of pros and cons for the movie. And I took the number of cons and then the number of pros and did a little bit of math and came up with my score that way. So... You know, as far as the pros go, um, the tire, Robert, as the protagonist and the killer, awesome. Um, the girl that he's following has really shiny hair, and I've been drinking, so that's a pro. Um, I never got tired of making up puns during this movie for the fact that it's a tire, a movie about a tire. Um, the wheelchair guy is just fucking awesome, and... Robert gets reincarnated as, as a tricycle at the end. That was pretty fun, pretty cool, um, pretty interesting twist. Now for the cons. Um, I had to sit through this entire movie. Um, the no reason mantra. Um, the psych psychokinetic power sounded like a fat person's jowls jiggling when they shake their head back and forth. Um, this movie was way too self-aware. Um... For those of you uh, that, that know about the show Doctor Who, um, the, the first season of New Doctor Who uh, with the ninth Doctor, his companion Rose was played by Billy Piper. I fucking hate Rose. And there's an actress in this movie that looks kind of like Billy Piper. And every time she talks, I find myself yelling at the screen, shut the fuck up, Billy Piper. Um, just like I do when I'm drunk watching uh, the first season of Doctor Who with Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper. Um, the, the cop slash actor guy is a dickhead. Um, there's a very slow pace to the movie. Um, there's a pointless montage at one point about the tire. Um, the, the scenes are very drawn out. Um, there's no frontal nudity at all in the movie. Um, the tire's name is never mentioned during the film. Only in the credits is it said that the tire's name was Robert. The tires at the end of the movie are, like, ready to attack Hollywood in a very symbolic, fucking, deep meaning, some kind of shit. The movie is too long, even at 82 minutes, which is short for a, for a movie. Um, and the credits include the No Reason speech for a second time, in case you forgot the 10-minute speech at the beginning of the fucking movie about how nothing has any reason. Remember, No Reason. Um, so I came up with 14 cons for this movie, 5 pros, 14 minus 5 equals 9, henceforth the score of 9 out of 10 for me. Excuse me while I get another drink. This is not going to win number, this is, this isn't even going to break, this is going to get to the bottom for you for this month, uh, you, more than likely. You can never tell that, I mean, come I on. I mean, the other movies have to be real shitty to Santa like. Santa Claus. That remained on top for me for most of December. And I hated that movie. That one oddly won for me. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, 5 out of 10 for Paul, 9 out of 10 for me. I know 
not everybody likes the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion. A movie of a higher class that's just the same movie as this, but, you know, better quality. So, Paul, why don't you tell us, what is your A-movie companion my for Rubber? Alright, well, my A-movie companion is the 2009 movie Antichrist by Lars von Trier. And then my A-movie companion is going to be the 2009 film Avatar by James Cameron. Paul, can you tell us about Antichrist? Okay, so Antichrist is this, I don't know, this artsy film by this guy named Lars von Trier where a man and a woman go into a cabin after their baby dies and the woman tries to kill her husband and a bunch of weird shit happens. Both movies have a theme of lack of meaning in life. In the movie Antichrist, the woman um, believes that life is meaningless after her baby falls out a window. And the movie Rubber basically focused around the idea of no reason. Both movies took place in secluded areas. Antichrist took place in a cabin in the middle of the woods, and Rubber took place in a desert. Well, uh, kind of a hotel in a desert, but yeah, desert. Both movies had really good cinematography. Both movies had someone or something trying to kill someone else. In the movie Rubber, the tire, Robert, tried killing a bunch of people. And in the movie Antichrist, the woman, and I, it's not that I forgot her name, they they actually don't have names. The French man woman. The, no, it's, she's, um, I think she's British in it. The woman, the woman is played by Charlotte um, Gainsbourg, she's, I believe she's British, and the man is um, uh, William Defoe, who's obviously not French. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I was, I was talking about Robert, you're talking about uh, Antichrist. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Yeah, so they, um, yeah, they don't actually have names, it's just he and she, so if I call them man and woman, it's not that I forgot their names. Um, she tries to kill her husband in the movie. And both movies just had scenes that just had no reason. Rubber was about a fucking tire killing people, and literally nothing had any reason. And in Antichrist, there's this one point where there's a fox that just, like, says, chaos reigns, and... It, it was just fucking weird. There's, like, a deer, like, with a baby deer sticking out of it, like, that's dead, and they, I don't know, it's we really weird. And there's a whole thing where the mother was, for some reason, putting on the baby, um, the, the, it's shoe on the wrong foot. It, there's all, I, I, you can force whatever meaning you want out of it, but fuck it. it the movie was was bullshit. It had no, nothing had any point. Lars von Trier is well known for making for really great cinematography, having a bunch of shit happen that means fucking nothing. So yeah, that's why Antichrist a movie version of Rubber. So I picked James Cameron's Avatar from 2009. And seeing as how the mantra for the movie Rubber is no reason. I picked James Cameron's Avatar for no reason. But if you want a few deeper things, let's say that, uh, you know, Rubber has a few, you know, deep things that they try and make it seem like it's more than it really is. James Cameron's Avatar tries to become this social commentary on God knows what, when it in actuality is not. All it is, is another fucking goddamn retelling of Romeo and Juliet. And everybody in the world goes, oh my god, Avatar, it's so good. No, it's not. It's a fucking Romeo and Juliet remake. 
you, you fucking trash other movies that are Romeo and Juliet remakes. Why not this one? Oh, because it's James Cameron. He has deeper meaning. And, you know, rubber, this guy's like, oh, no reason. But really, this is an art film. No, it's a piece of shit of just stuff thrown together to try and impress people. Just like Avatar. He threw it together, put fucking awesome graphics up, and was like, look, this movie's awesome because I'm James Cameron. And fucking the guy that made Rubber was like, hey, look, it's as artsy. And I'm telling you there's no reason, but really, it's to try and impress you. And that's why Avatar is an A-movie version of Rubber. It's just made to try and impress you. That's it. I'm done. You know what? I'm going to take a fucking drink. Then I'm going to tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. So here you go. Number one. Every time something happens for no reason, drink. Which means just fucking drink this entire goddamn movie. Number two. Every time Robert kills something, drink. Number three. Every time they show the audience, drink. Number four. Whenever Robert is testing his abilities, drink. And number five, of course, because it's how the fuck did that kill you month, which we haven't mentioned this episode yet for some ungodly reason. Every time you think to yourself, how the fuck did that kill you? Like, you know, how the fuck did that tire kill you? Take a drink. And uh, that's it for me, Paul. Right, like I said, every time the audience comments on the tire, take a drink. Every time somebody's head explodes, take a drink. Every time the tire is just kind of rolling around in the desert for no reason, take a drink. And every time you feel you need to take a drink because you've watched this movie for too long, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. Now, um, if you want to join us next week... Um, we are going to be watching the 1985 move, horror movie, The Stuff. Now, of course, because this is How the Fuck Did That Kill You Month, of course it can't be your standard horror film. You know what tries to kill you in this one, Paul? Isn't it ice cream? Yes. <laughs> ice cream. That's Killer awesome. motherfucking ice cream. If you have any comments on the movie Rubber or anything else we've watched this month or have any suggestions for us, find us at Twitter at B-Movie Bros, that's all one word. Find us on Facebook at B-Movie, space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros. And, yeah, anything, any last words, Paul? No, I think we've said too much about rubber at this point. So until next time, folks, be brave, be alive, be back next week. <laughs>